Um, well, hey guys, my name is Chase, and my wife Holly and I are the high school youth pastors here and the junior high youth pastors, but the youth pastors of LWY, which is where you are. It's an honor to have you tonight. Tonight's special, if you haven't seen it yet or you haven't heard, tonight is our student leadership night. The entire thing from the very beginning to the very end is led by very own, your very own peers, uh, high school students that are that are doing this thing. And it is amazing. Already, it has been amazing. I'm so proud of these men and women who are being bold and coming and letting the Lord use them, overcoming a lot of things, stepping out in faith. It has been so cool. Well, tonight we have an awesome opportunity and a privilege to get to hear from four student speakers tonight. They're going to come, yeah. And and I want you to help me. I'm going to invite them up to the to the to the platform and they're going to sit sit here for a moment. And as they do, will you help me welcome? I'm not going to do my name yet, but will you help me welcome tonight our high school student speakers up to the platform? Come on, give it up for them. Will you guys come on up? Come on up. Yes. Most of you uh, might know a couple of these or all of them, uh, but if you don't, uh, I, want you to, I want you to know that tonight, I love what's already been prayed and said, that these uh, men and women have got a word God's given them to challenge and encourage us with. So get ready. What does God want to speak to you tonight? He's got something to say to you through them. So uh, our very first speaker tonight, will you help me in welcoming Andrea Hansen up to the platform? Come on, give it up for Andrea. Good evening. Hi. Oh, so, um, Pastor Chase blessed me with this opportunity, um, and he gave us a theme. And so the theme was God's blank is greater than my blank. And so the two words that you fill in, it could be a phrase. It doesn't have to correspond with each other. But um, what I really felt in my heart was God's purpose for each and every one of you guys is greater than our flaws and our sin. Because... You know that phrase, he is greater than I? I really feel like I press deeper into that. And he, you know, God is greater than anything I. And we are, we are human and we make mistakes. Um, but that is not God. Let me first just say that. That is not God in any way. And so God's purpose for us is greater than our sins. And that's kind of my main thing about tonight. And then I have just three short points for you guys. Um, I organized them all. So the first one is God knew we were going to sin. When he created us, he knew we were going to sin. And he so delicately and intentionally made us, even though he knew we were going to make mistakes at this time, he knew I was going to make a mistake every single day, a hundred mistakes every day. Yet he thought my, he knew my purpose is greater. And so he put that purpose on my heart. And he did the same with each and every one of you guys. And so just know that God created you so intentionally that even though he knew you were going to sin, he said, your purpose is greater, and so I'm still putting that purpose on your life. So don't let, don't let sin bring fear to you and make you say, oh, I don't, I don't know. I made a mistake today. I, ca I can't do what God's called me. There's probably someone who's doing better than me because, no, there's a purpose for each and every one of you, and that purpose is so intentional, and it's greater than whatever flaws you ever have, have ever done or what you're going to do. The second one is God knew we couldn't do it on our own. And this, one, this one's my favorite. Um, God's fighting for us. 
constantly. Um, who's ever heard of Jesus? I know I have. Um, but Jesus filled in where we couldn't make up our own flaws. He bridged that gap. And I heard this quote, and it's my favorite. It says, Jesus, it cost him everything, and he gained nothing. And it cost us nothing, yet we gained everything. And I love that because that's how much God is fighting for us. He's, he sent his own son down to die, to make the ultimate sacrifice, just so we could know that our sins are forgiven and we can go out living our day knowing that we have a great God that we're going to serve. And just having that mindset could really change our perspectives on, wow, it's not about the mistakes you make. It's about how many times you get back up and how many times you just realize that my God forgives me and that my purpose and what he's called you to is so much more important and so much greater. And if you just keep walking towards his purpose and you keep following in his direction, then no matter how many mistakes you make, you're going to be forgiven. And once you, you know, if you keep going towards Jesus, that's just the right thing. You're doing the right thing automatically. So the third thing is God knows we're made more for, than just sinning. God knows we're more than that because he created us. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, um, God doesn't correspond with sin. They don't go hand in hand. And God created his purpose for us. And so our purpose and sin don't go hand in hand. And so our sins, as big as they may seem, don't compare to what God has for us. So don't look at the size of your sin. Look at the size of our God. Because as big as our sin may seem, our God has already declared victory over us. And our God has already claimed that we are his. And he's fighting for us, not fighting against us. And so we have to have that mindset that God knows that we are greater than sin because he created us. And so that purpose that he has for each and every one of you is so important. And it's so, um, it's such a big deal. Because for me personally, um, sin can kind of get in the way and it can distract me. Because I can sit and worry on my sin more than I look to God and say, what can I do for you now? Um, and so my big thing for tonight for you guys is just... Um, that you all were born for such a time as this. You're all sitting in exact seat for such a purpose. Um, and so just know that tomorrow I'm going to make a hundred, a thousand mistakes. I have no clue. But I'm going to know that I'm forgiven. My God is fighting for me. And that God's purpose for us is greater than our sin. Killed it. Great job, Andrea. So, thanks, Ellie. My name is Patrick, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm going to talk about why God's peace is greater than my stress. So, who here has ever felt stressed in life? It's a lot of us. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's okay to be stressed because stress actually builds character and makes us who we are. Um, stress has taught me personally a lot about time management, conflict resolution, and most importantly, it's helped build my relationship with God. Because when you're stressed out, you have to put your trust and faith into God. Because if you don't, you're going to break down. So I was reading a few different verses that really stood out to me that I wanted to share with you guys. And the first is from Philippians 4.6. And it says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And I basically just have one point for the night, and it's to put your trust in God. And this is kind of the epitome of that. It's so instead of stressing over what's going on in your life, just talk to God about it and know that he'll take care of it for you. Um, the next thing I have is from 2 Corinthians, and it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And God doesn't look for us to be perfect. He knows that we're not, like Andrea was saying. And he actually does the most work for us in our weakest areas, and that's how he builds us as people. The third quote that I have is, God is our refuge and strength from Psalm 46.1. And that just goes back to relying on Jesus um, and putting your trust into him and letting him be your strength. So, I kind of just wanted to tell you guys tonight about some of the stresses that I've been dealing with in this season of my life and how I got through that. Um, so, I have been really stressed out this school year with all the classes I've been in and homework and managing a social life because that's also important in high school and extracurricular activities like sports. Um, and it hit me really hard partway through football season when I was sleeping for like three hours a night because I'd have to stay up and do homework. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to play basketball or not. And Pastor Chase told me that God will bless whatever decision I make um, and that he doesn't look to punish us for what we do in life. He wants us to be happy, and he encouraged me to pray about it and just think about what's going to make me the better version of me. So um, I did that. I prayed about it, um, and I realized that all of my stresses were coming from looking at my situations in life um, in the moment instead of looking at them from an eternal perspective. Um, so I prayed about that, and I realized that most of this probably won't actually matter when I'm 30 years older or when I'm dead. Um, <laughs> because that's what matters is uh, that's what we're working for in life is getting to the afterlife. Um, so my encouragement to you guys would just be to rely on God for everything um, and don't worry about the small stuff per se, but that it's okay to be stressed because it's a part of life. Um, but think of things from an eternal perspective instead of right now where you're at in life. And my prayer would be that all of you just know that God's peace is greater than your stress. Thank you. Great job, Patrick. That was real good. Hi, friends. So if you didn't know, my name is Lauren. Um, and tonight I'm going to be speaking on 
um, treasuring Jesus above all, but that God's desires for me and for you are far more greater than what we could desire or want for ourselves. Um, I think majority of us could say that um, we've wanted something to do of a relationship, yeah? Whether it's like this thing we call a thing or like an actual relationship. Um, I have, and it's something we all will want. It's a desire that the Lord gives us, um, and it says in the Bible that it's a good thing to have, but there's a right way to go about it. In Matthew 6, 21, it says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Uh, this verse is pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's literally saying, where, whatever you treasure or wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Um, my question for you is, where is your treasure? Because if your treasure is in things of this world, it's going to leave you so empty. Um, there was once this guy um, who I was getting to know, and I thought he was super fun. Um, and um, little did I know that he wanted to be more than friends. <laughs> um, and when it came down to it, I knew that Jesus has said this was something that um, was not what he wanted for me. It was, um, he's a great guy, but it wasn't a relationship that I needed in my life at the time. And so I um, took that and I was like, okay, God, I hear you. Um, and we didn't date, we were just friends, but I still let him be something that um, I treasured. I let like the the title of a, like a relationship or a thing be um, what my heart want at times more than Jesus himself. Um, so when things came down to it um, and it ended and it, it left me empty, it left me broken. And it was like a short, like a hot minute that I was like, wow, this really sucks. Um, and then it hit me that like, Lauren, if you had listened to me completely, because I partially obeyed there, if you had listened to me completely, you wouldn't be empty right now. If you had turned your treasure to me, the only thing that will fulfill you, the only thing that, that will fulfill you, you wouldn't be in a spot. Um, and so Psalms 37, 3 through 4 says, trust in the Lord and do good, then we will live safely in the land and prosper. Now, this is like the real good part. And just take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, let me clarify. He will give you your heart's desires. That does not mean that he's going to give you what you want. When you treasure the Lord and take delight in the Lord, he will shift your desires to be the desires of his heart. The desires that he has that he wants for each of us, which are fulfilling, which, which do fulfill the things that we want, but they're of him. They're not of this world. They will leave you fulfilled opposed to empty. I let a person be my treasure, and that is always going to fail when it comes down to it. Um, like I said, if I had completely let go and said, okay, Jesus, you're my number one treasure above all else, then I would have been more fulfilled than I was in the moment when it came down to it, you know? And so 
I'm not up here trying to say, like, make you feel bad for me or anything. Like, that's not the case at all. I just want you all to know that treasuring Jesus is what will fulfill you. God's desires for me, God's desires for you, are what will fulfill you. They're what are greater than the world's desires, than what the world tells us to desire. Thank you. Hey, guys. It's Jude. (laughs) I am going to be talking a little bit about something that I think is kind of ubiquitous to the high school experience. Ooh, yeah, big word. (laughs) Uh, And that's like, man, what am I going to be when I grow up? That's a question I have never stopped asking myself, and I don't think I'm ever going to stop asking myself. Um, But I think that desire, um, like that question, it can become a fixation um, in our culture. Uh, we're, we're at all angles, we're, we're always told, like, to consider it, and planning is great, and planning is necessary, um, but I think for me and for a lot of people, uh, it's become a thing where we're so wrapped up in the future that we're missing out on what can happen right now for the kingdom. Um, when the Pharisees, or some Pharisees, asked Jesus what the most important commandment was, he says, Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40, and he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So, where am I going with that? Um, Ultimately, our calling doesn't rest in a career or a vocation or a path. Our calling is to love people to love God and to, to bring that love down and to spread it throughout the world, to bring heaven to earth. Um, when we are allowing ourselves to become fixated on what's way off in the future, I think a lot of the times we're losing opportunities to love people now, to be giving, to be kind and charitable and hopeful right now. Um, God's main goal is to make us more like him. And that happens when we choose to engage with that love and reflect on it. Um, Yeah. He also says in Matthew 6, Therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So now that we know I've got to love people, it doesn't, doesn't get super easy from there. That can be difficult sometimes. It can be challenging. Um, I think a lot of what happens uh, nowadays, or at least my personal experiences, is that I have become super busy all the time, and I make up a ton of excuses why I wasn't loving that day or that week or that month or, or whatever it was. Um, we're going to face struggle. We're going to face circumstances beyond our control. Um, for couple of you that know me really closely, I've had, especially in the past couple years, um, a, a long struggle with depression uh, happening a lot in the wintertime. And I can reflect back on that. And there were just so many opportunities that I had to love people that were just lost. 
because I was, I was busy and it was difficult. Um, but what it came down to is that there was a situation out there that was out of my control, but I did have a choice, and that was in my control. And my heart breaks when I think about all the opportunities that I could have invested in people and loved people and poured into people, and I just missed it. So there's a lot that, that goes into it. There's a, there's a whole bunch that goes into, like, whether we feel like loving people that day. But a lot of that is out of control, um, out of our control. Even, like, whether we like someone is out of our control. It's no more a good or a bad thing than whether you like a food. But C.S. Lewis, for real, it, but C.S. Lewis says this in, in Mere Christianity. The rule for all of us is perfectly simple. Do not waste time bothering whether you love someone. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you loved someone, you will presently come to love him. You're never going to choose struggles that are out of your control. Um, that's just the fact of the matter is that they're out of our control. But what we can choose is how to act despite those circumstances. And that's where character comes in. And Really, God's going to provide for us no matter what. Even if we were um, going down a career path that led us nowhere, no material success in this world, we could find hope and support and love through loving people the way that God did and loving God. And ultimately, he has provided for us for eternity by sending his son to die for us. So we don't need to even worry about that. Our only concern in this life should be loving God and loving people. So yeah, God's purpose is greater than my circumstances. Yeah. I'm going to take a minute to, uh, to pray us out. Uh, so if you guys bow your head and, and pray with me. God, thank you for this opportunity um, to come together and to experience you um, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to come together with our peers and, and uh, just all be a community that's focused around you. Um, pray that we'd be reflecting throughout the week on, on what we've just heard, um, on the peace, on, on the greatness, on the purpose of God, um, and that we'd be able to apply that circumstance and that as a community that we're building each other up. Um, so I pray as that we go out into the week, um, the non-Sunday week that we're equally in tune with you we're listening to you and we're um, we're ready to spread that love in every single opportunity with intentionality being active in every opportunity so thank you we love you in your name amen amen will, will you help me honor these guys and thank them for the word that they share Missing. Um, will you guys actually, let's do this. Will you, um, we're, where's Andrew's right here? Cool. Will you guys come up here real quick just for a second? Um, yeah, yeah, you can just stand right here. I am, I just want to, I just want to like look at you for a moment. Like eye contact moment. Sorry, you're going to look at the back of me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so proud of you. 
I'm so proud of the, the women and the men that you guys are in the Lord and for just being bold tonight and being vulnerable, being, being open to let God use your life and the realness of it, the reality of stresses and things that you're going through and, and things in your past and things in your present, fears and concerns of the future. Thanks for just being available and being vulnerable and being humble and being open. Uh, I'm just so proud of you. And, and I hope that you guys were able to see a glimpse tonight of, of just people that are in your own walk, in your own season of life, and where, as a high school student, where you're going through that, they're just real people. These are real students just like you that are just, they're experiencing a real God and they're real issues, but they're walking through it in a way that is leaning into trusting God more than leaning in on their own, their own selves or, or things of this world. I'm so proud of you. And, 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 and just, you gotta, you gotta know in here, like, this isn't, a, a display of people that have got it all figured out. Every Sunday, Sunday night that I preach up here is, a, is a, far from a display of somebody that's got it all figured out. But it's a person that's saying like, as I'm trying to figure things out, I'm just going to keep coming back to Jesus. Keep coming back to Jesus. Keep coming back. He's my, he is my source. He's my savior. He's my king of kings. He's my Lord of lords. There's nobody else that gives me purpose, that can forgive my sin and redeem my past. There's nobody else that can give me the peace in my stresses. There's nobody else that can give me vision for my future or help me know that in the moment, in the present, that there's purpose in it and not to be caught up in the things to come. Nobody else like Jesus. And I'm just so thankful for, for how the Lord used you guys tonight and every one of you that contributed and was a, was a part of the service. But what I wanted to do as we wrap up our time, I want to pray for you. And uh, before I pray for you, I want to pray for you for, uh, as you represent your whole team of student leaders that led in all kinds of different capacities tonight, you guys are my heroes. Like high school is hard. Life is hard. High school is really hard. You're just navigating a lot of different things. You're, you're feeling the pressures of getting three hours of sleep at night because of all the expectations on you to achieve and perform and have everything done and on time and relationships and depression and all those things. It is hard. And it takes guts in high school to say, like, I'm going to follow Jesus. That regardless of what everybody else is doing around me, regardless of what the world is saying, I, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to try to follow Jesus and journey with Jesus in my life. And, and so you guys are my heroes. And, and, and those that are, that are in this place, like, like you got to know, high school students, like, you're my heroes. Like, this is it's hard to do this thing called high school and follow Jesus. It takes guts. So thank you. And I want to encourage you and challenge you. Keep going. If you don't have it all figured out yet, Welcome to the team. But keep pursuing and running after Jesus because he's running and running after and pursuing you, just like we sang about earlier. So I want to pray over you guys, and then I'm going to pray for the rest of us in here. But will you, if you were impacted by the night's message or any of the messages that were shared, will you, as I pray, will you extend a hand out as we pray over these guys? I just want to, I want to cover them with, with blessing. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for these four. Thank you for the, the team that they represent and our student leaders. And God, I pray that tonight that as they stepped out in faith and they stepped out in obedience and they stepped out in boldness and they stepped over their insecurities and over the things that they felt like they weren't qualified for, God, that you met them right there and you used them as mouthpieces, as examples of your love and your spirit. And 
your heart and your character. I pray blessing over these lives. I pray anointing over these lives. I pray provision and protection, God. I pray that you would something would happen tonight, even in them, as they share, that there would just be some things unlocked in their hearts, God, for the way that they see you and they experience you and they feel the call that you have on their lives to continue growing in you for the things that you have in store for their futures. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Will you give it up one more time for these guys and celebrate them? We're awesome. I love you. You guys are awesome. You can have a seat. We're going to wrap up here in just a moment. But before we wrap up, I don't want to end the night without giving some of you an invitation. Because like I said, what you saw is some, some, some young men and women just like you trying to figure life out, telling you all the same thing. For me, I don't have it all figured out, but I'll tell you where I'm going to figure it out. It's Jesus. He saved me. I can't save myself. He's pulled me out of a pit, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to him. He is the only one that can forgive us of our sin, offer us eternal life, offer us life abundant on earth, offer us peace in the chaos. So maybe you're here tonight, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. This, this idea of God and religion, it's, it's just kind of a dis- distant thing for you. It's like, oh, my grandma did that. My mom and dad tried to make me go a while back, and I've come to youth group a couple times, but I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I want to talk to you tonight. If you don't have a, like, if you don't have a first name with Jesus, first name basis kind of relationship with Jesus, then tonight that invitation to start that is available to you. Because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, then you're saved. You don't have to make yourself all cleaned up and be like, oh, I mean, know the Bible enough to be able to, to preach a message for Jesus to love you or for God to do something in your life. No, it's, it's, it's simple as saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God, that you lived a perfect life, that you died a brutal death, and you rose again and ascended, and you're my savior. Confess it, and I believe it. I don't even know what that fully means yet, but God, I want more of you. I'm desperate for more of you. I'm desperate to start this journey. So I want to pray. I think there's somebody in here that that would be you. I don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. Well, tonight you can start that. And just like these guys represented up here, they're figuring it out. Join a family of people that are figuring it out together. But don't do this thing on your own. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment? As we just take a moment, I'm going to extend that invitation. And if you'd say, Chase, that's me. I do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, and I want one tonight. I want to respond to the grace that I've been given by God through him. And I want to confess with my mouth that Jesus is who he says he is and believe in my heart that he's my Savior. And I want to start that journey tonight. Nobody's looking around, so this is a moment just really between you and the Lord. And I want to encourage you, if that's you, would you lift up a hand just slightly, quietly, so I can see if that's anybody in here that I can pray for? Cool. Keep it up for a moment. I see a couple of you on my, my right, your left. I'm looking to my left and your right. I see a couple of you as well. Thanks for being bold. Anybody in the middle? I see you. Anybody else in the middle? Awesome. I see you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for loving us enough to send Jesus. And that we couldn't save ourselves from our sin, from our hopelessness, from our despair, from our rebellion. But God, you sent Jesus on a rescue mission from heaven. 
to die, to pay a price we could never pay, for love we didn't deserve. But God, you lavish it upon us. You give it out endlessly. Lord, I pray for every hand that was raised in this place tonight, acknowledging I want a personal relationship with Jesus. God, that in this moment tonight, you would make yourself so real to them. And that they would, any doubt or hesitation that they might have, that what is happening, is this even real? Is God even there? That you would speak, you would whisper to their heart in this moment, I'm right here. I see you. I love you. I know your name. I've got a future for you. I've got love for you right now. I've got grace for your past. I've forgiven you fully. That as they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are who you say you are, God, that you are faithful to save us in this moment. Thank you for that. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.